Dawn on 410, 2011. Last Friday morning, I drove to work with an orange glow on the distant horizon. The radio station was tuned to some channel, but I was not listening. The cars began to slow, brake lights like a thousand angry eyes stared out of the passing darkness, then complete motionlessness. I looked out at the drivers around me, a man in a suit, his tie half cinched, banged his fist on the dash. In another car, a heavy-set black woman shook her head from side to side, adjusting her GPS, no doubt looking for a better route. In another car, an old man sat, his head tilted in indignation. In the back seat of the car beside me, a girl in a car seat gazed at the swirling flock of birds overhead. After 30 minutes, I pulled into the slow crawl of cars on the US 281 exit. We moved slowly, but the idea of progress was reassuring. Ahead, a police car blocked entry onto 281 North. About 50 yards behind him sat a dark-colored van, its driver's side door wide open. The officer was looking over the side to the highway below. The scene itself, with the sun rising in the distance, was a stoic moment, a shift in the routine of modern life. As I drove farther along 281 South, I glanced back. On the empty lanes of 410 was a mass of some kind covered in a yellow tarp. Someone had jumped to the highway below. By means of such a destructive death, statistics indicate it was most likely a male. A sadness descended upon me and a slow pulling away from the routine perspective of daily life, from the lulling pull of motion by which life itself is reduced to mere sleepwalking. Throughout the day, I was pulled into the centering force of a life ended, a man unknown. In teacher meetings, parent meetings, and writing lesson plans, I searched for the universal in the particular. What had I actually seen? A thousand lives stopped in their routine. A dark-colored van parked in the bend of a closed ramp. A mass beneath a yellow tarp. I examined the aspects. A van. A person who did not live alone. A family, perhaps. Shattered now. By a man who stopped personal time. A man who chose the sure comfort of gravity over pain. In the time of his descent across our globe, babies were born uttered their first cries, and thousands passed away in that same moment with a final sigh. All objects fall at 9.8 meters per second squared, a constant, something we can depend on when nothing else seems certain. Tears and leaves fall at the same rate. Maybe even the death of a dream or hope itself falls at the same rate. Beneath the yellow tarp, more than a mere tangle of nature's forces entwined with human DNA. There laid the first baby steps of a life, the first kiss, the final heartache, and a burden greater than love of life was sadly framed. I carried this scene, a stranger's end, solemnly, as a human, every human, carries the destiny of humanity. To close one's eyes to a passing plight is to surrender while alive 
to the pitiless indifference of modern life. The only humane trace lingers in the essence of those who choose not to look away, to inter into the cause of life some meaning. For certainly this man was speaking to us all. He stopped us in our numb routines of imagined import. We may not have known him, but we were affected by him. Nearly a million people a year on this globe snuff out their candles before its natural end. A million. What would his final act have us see? Have us each recognize the folly hidden in the rush of routine that masquerades as progress? He chose the hour of dawn to accept his eternal night. Maybe there is no meaning at all. For the living, there are things to be done, bills to pay, and shopping to attend to. For myself, I think on the peaceful eyes of the girl in the car seat gazing at the swirling birds. They have mastered gravity far above the sad place I live. Sometimes the failure to master life is written out in tragedy. I now know him by the sadness of that dawn. I remember him because no human can be what the winged are above it all. I am reminded of the frailty in human design. It resonates like a bell tolling in the night. If a poetic word pass through a heart, will it be so writ if no soul is there to hear it? Will a life's end have meaning if no one, even when stopped short, looks into it? To connect with all that moves in each of us? We are all connected by more than the certainty of gravity, as the universe itself shows we must be. We have all been diminished.